When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This must be our guy. What an asshole. You're... You're late, I'll have you know. Uh, Oh. Dear me. You're Mel, right? Yep. Nice sweater vest, stud. So you're probably wondering how I'm still alive. When last you saw me, I was living loud and proud in one of Hannah's flashbacks. That's a pretty long story, and we'll get there eventually. Which leads to another obvious question, right? Let me guess. It probably goes a little something like, how is it that you're breaking the fourth wall like Hannah does, Mel? To this, I could answer that maybe it's the zombie blood pounding through my veins, or could be that we've just hit the point of no return and the weirdness that is my life. Hell yeah, an all-out pedal to the metal, go for broke kind of fuck it in regards to the flimsy rules of this story's narrative. I mean, it's probably for the best we kill any expectation of logical cohesion now, because between you and me, things are only going to get even more strange from here on out. Don't overthink this. Now back to reality. Great, look, he's staring at me. Like they do. Countdown, three, two, one. They didn't tell me you were, well, a mutant. Is that going to be a problem? No, no, of course not. I'm aware of your settlement's reputation. I've just never met one of your kind before. Mutants. That's what they call us now. Honestly, it's not even the most indelicate name they've pinned on me over the years. Bigots, I mean. Like the ones they breed up there in Golden Gate. Before the world puked up all over itself, these types were giving me all sorts of bullshit about being queer. Looking at me like I've got two heads, as Hannah used to say. 
A zombie bite that didn't quite take later and I'm a fucking mutant. Before mutant, it was freak, halfer, deadish. Oh, and my personal favorite, what the fuck happened to you? So while this slack-jawed, waspy, rich kid finds his words, let's talk about how one gets to be 184 pounds of ageless, zombie-human hybrid sexiness in, uh, can, alright, I have no idea where I was going with that, forget it. Moving on back to what I am. Joining the mutant club is pretty easy, if you're damn lucky anyway. It's pretty much both the world's best and worst lottery, and like most things, it's got steps. Step one, get yourself bit by a zombie. Any mutant will tell you that the burning pain you're about to go through is absolutely out of this world. I've had a kid, and I'm telling you I'd rather give birth to a goddamn legion than go through turning again. Step two, win a one in a million genetic lottery that ends up making you partially immune to getting turned into a shambling murder husk like all your friends. Become hated by both zombies and humans alike thanks to the wonders of DNA. Step three, Fall in with a group of your new kind. Find your way out to Arizona to get chipped out in Junktown with cool secret government tech like this janky robot arm I've got. Ooh, invasive bionics, what a thrill, what a mood. It's probably important to note that I said partially immune because we get some interesting side effects from the zombie flu. That's the mutant part. Like the weird zombie eyes, some of us get the skin too, but alas, I missed out on the patent zombie pallor. The slow drip immortality is a big one as well, as a bit of their healing factor. It's not enough to save us from critical trauma. We can't grow back limbs like they do, and sometimes it takes some time to kick in. But if someone shoots me, or say I get my arm stuck somewhere it shouldn't and I have to rip the thing off with, well, best we don't get into it, but I can heal from that sort of thing in about a week, no problem. Just can't actually grow limbs back like disease can. On the flip side, as previously mentioned, people fucking hate you. It's a good thing I can heal because I've been shot at so many times. I steal from you because, of course, you're not an actual human, so it's fine. I almost starved to death once because some asshole stole my truck when I was scavenging an old gas station in the middle of the desert. Guess he didn't put two and two together about why I was scavenging said gas station. Found the guy two miles up the road. Believe me, I put foot to motherfucking ass on that day. So, are you like... Well, if you don't mind me asking, how old are you? I'm sorry, that's rude. I just... I mean... Are you from the before times? <sighs> sure am, fucko, saw it all go down, if that's what you're asking. The zombies, the robots, the best and worst of humanity. Mostly the worst, come to think of. We really sucked, as a people. Didn't matter, though. None of it meant a damn thing in the end. I'm pretty sure the last version of human civilization before we went down screaming was by far the worst. Must be honest, we've been pretty shitty throughout recorded history. No, not true. Wrong, I mean. Absolutely incorrect. You would have definitely received a long sounding of the big red buzzer for an answer like that where I come from, Missy. As well as a good old-fashioned shaming. I would know. I graduated top of my class in before-time history at Golden Gate University. Oh, wow. A long sounding of the big red buzzer. You don't say. Well, since you know so much, Captain Mansplain, why don't you go ahead and tell me how it was back then? Well, yes, I'd love to educate you, actually. I'll have you know that old America stood for something, but we got lazy, complacent, forgot our respectability. We became nothing more than a bunch of degenerates, liars and phonies. 
two-bit charlatans, one and all. Essentially, we got the walloping that we had coming to us. A reminder, but also an opportunity to reinvent ourselves in a way that make the Founding Fathers proud of us again. You're making me think twice about our deal. Whatever do you mean? I mean, I hate selling guns to stupid people. So let's get this done so I can get you up and out of my life. Look upon my works, ye mighty in despair. Like we told your people, you can take as many as you can stuff in that little car of yours, except that one. And what's so special about that old rifle? That's mine. I've calibrated and tuned it to perfection. I know every inch of that gun. It's killed hundreds of zombies. God willing, it'll kill hundreds more if they ever make a comeback around here. So, it's the best of the bunch, then? It is. By a long shot. Well, then I simply must have it. Fuck's sakes, what's with you people and pushing your goddamn luck? I'll double the payment. Double bounty on food for the season. I can make that happen. And there it was. The ass-pounding feeling of old-world exploitation. Alive and well. Golden Gate really was bringing back the old America I remembered. The more things change, the more they always manage to stay the same. I'm gonna tell it to you straight. We're starving out in Junktown, and this prick knows it, listener. Trade's been scarce since Felix and his pack moved on up to skirt the Washington Red Sector on through to Canada. As much as I hate to admit it, I miss that bunch. Great farmers. Something that's never really been our strong suit as a rugged collective of old scavs and mutants. If Golden Gate can get away with paying double bounty for this load, well, we might be able to get through half a year on that kind of haul. A lot of mouths can be fed by a double load of Californian crop and ration. All for the price of giving her up. Hannah. Yeah, I named the gun after my best friend. Corny as hell, but I've got to face it. Mutant makeover be damned. I'm just that kind of girl. How... how do I know you can back that up? If I give you my gun, how do I know you aren't going to stiff me? I have ultraviolet access to trade, my girl. Besides, we have a surplus this season, and I'd been planning on finding a way to get more out of Junktown in hopes of offloading some of it. A weapon like that? No. A mutant zombie-killing death machine? Well, that'd be a prize to show off, wouldn't it? Dealing with you, Gator, sure does feel like the America I remember all right. Meaning what, exactly? Nothing. You wouldn't... You wouldn't understand. It's it's a little people thing. Just go on and take it. I can get a new one. God bless you, Sterling Golden Gators, for your unbounding generosity. And to you. Look, if it makes you feel any better at all, these guns will go a long way to protecting the settlement. I'll have you know that I'll take special care of your rifle. Take her as my own. I'm a hell of a marksman, you should know. I bet. You're probably top of your class. Whatever. Like I said, take it and get. I want to be on the road before night catches up with us. Not before we shake on it. A deal isn't a deal until we shake on it. That's common practice. With your human hand as well, that metal monstrosity is likely to crush my own in its vice-like grip. This is a bit much. <laughs> you're, uh, you're joking, right? Absolutely not. Put her there, friend. And the stupid shall inherit the earth. Put her there, I guess. 
Oh, ooh, for shit's sake, what the actual? <laughs> oh, got you. A joy buzzer. A true American classic. Gets him every time. Oh, and as the Terminator once said, hasta la vista, mutant. What an asshole. Welcome back, listener. We hope you enjoyed our brief trip to Arizona. Bogart is safely, though perhaps unfortunately, on his way back to Golden Gate with a trunk full of weapons. It's really not all that hard to see why Callie might take a vocation that puts her as far away from home as possible, especially if that's the sort of company one might expect to keep up there on the bridge. I guess that leaves Mel on her way back to Junktown, doesn't it? And as for us and our tuner, it's always spinning, and though we've enjoyed coming up for air and having a little look around the wasteland, we can't but wonder how things are going for Hannah back in Michigan. In the meanwhile, we'd like to thank all the new ears that have picked up our show over the last month or so, and of course all of you who have been with us since the beginning. As the more canned portion of our outro usually reminds, I'd like to take a moment to ask that you stop by iTunes or Podchaser. Tell folks that haven't heard about our show how you feel about it. Keep an eye out on at Hanapoctical for a really cool new shirt coming your way over the next week or so. You know, I fear we've taken up about enough of your time already. So let's get on with the candreel. Hanapocalypse has been brought to you by Red Fathom Entertainment and stars Amanda Hufford as Hannah, Will Hanford as Bogart, Jordan Rudolph as Mel, and Abigail Turner as Callie. This episode was written and sound designed by Damien Sidlow with sensitivity reading and editing by Max Shepard. We'd love it if you'd stop by and show us some love with maybe a follow on socials. You can find us on Twitter at Hanapoctical and now on Instagram for the first time as Red Fathom Ent. If you like what you hear so far and would like to support the show as well as other future productions like it, you can be one of the first to do so by visiting Red Fathom over on Patreon. Patreon is, of course, a service that allows you to pitch a few bucks to us monthly to help keep this show going. Every dollar goes to paying our talent and improving the show, helping us bring stories like this one out from post-apocalyptia and straight into your ear holes. Enough of that, though. Until next time, listener. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. The first thing you need to know about the Vegas Sci-Fi Adventure podcast is that you're not just listening to someone tell you a story. You are stepping into a world. And Vega Rex, the woman at the center of this saga, is currently sitting at the top of it. This is not by accident. For millennia, the country Vega calls home has been carefully honing the skills of its state-contracted killers, and these so-called holy warriors have gotten real good at taking down the world's worst criminals, or, as they would call it, cleansing. 400 kills into her career, Vega is the most decorated hunter there has ever been, and likely would have stayed that way if it had not been for him. 
An explosive encounter with a terrorist sets Vega on a path of revenge that is so thoroughly illegal that before this story is done, she will have risked it all, life, limb, and love, to satisfy her vengeance and keep her record of righteous kills perfect. My name is Ivoma Okoro, and I have so much more to tell you about this. Check out Vega, a sci-fi adventure podcast, anywhere you listen to them. Because, baby, I'm just getting started.